This following episode contains spoilers for the film or films being discussed. You have been warned. We all remember the big moments in the movies we see. The big set pieces, the famous dialogue, the twists, the naked times. But film is an entity made up of hundreds of little moments that either make them special or relegate them to obscurity. We are here to talk about those moments. Welcome to Movie Microscope. Kick it, Movie Microscope. Today's episode is the stuff. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Nick Nunziata. I'm your gracious host alongside me with Justin Waddell. Justin, how are you doing? Good. We have a special guest today, Mr. Kurt Miller himself. Kurt, how are you? I'm very good. Hello, yeah. listener. I haven't seen you in a coon's age. I know. How long is that? In a dog's, 16 win- <laughs> 16 <laughs> in a dog's leg. Um, how many fortnights? For those of you who don't know Kurt, he's a legend. He's he's uh, He's been a part of our this uh, film community for how many, like, 15 years? Yeah, it's it's been a long time. When when I first moved uh, back here to, to Georgia, um, uh, you lent me a copy of Your Hunter from the Future, and we were friends ever since <laughs> on VHS. Ties that bind. Before he, before he introduced himself, he, he, had, he had that in hand. <laughs> so uh, if you guys don't know what the movie Microscope is, it's, uh, it's a program where we zoom in on movies. We, we, we dig in. We kind of cut through the... The big moments, and we when we focus on the small, smaller moments. <laughs> Is that what we do? On Good the- or bad? <laughs> we kind of, you know, we kind of work it in there a little bit. So, for example, if we were, if we were talking about Cross of Iron, we wouldn't be talking about the scene where the rabbits. Multiply. <laughs> What's cro- what Cross of you, Iron? Kurt knows what Cross of Iron is. No, I don't. It's the same Peckinpah film. Huh? What what year? Oh, it's when he was alive. 1994. <laughs> now I've got something to put on my watch list. But today we we, we decided to watch or to, to discuss with you uh, a film that shares a little bit of lineage with something we've already covered on here. Body of Life. <laughs> um, Larry Cohen's seminal The Stuff. Seminal, huh? <laughs> Everything is seminal. Um we're we're showing the range of this program by doing another sort of blob episode already, you know. It is a sort of blob. It's blob light. It's not quite, diet blob. Yeah, because they can't decide if it's a blob movie necessarily. It doesn't know really what the monster. It is. It knows it's awkward. That's what it knows. It's an awkward monster. Yeah, it's an awkward movie. Yeah. It is. Well, the, the, I I think the idea was that the villain was was uh, advertising executives. I didn't catch that. I just caught that. <laughs> but the, the weapon is gooey. No. <laughs> so the premise of the story is uh, it's an invasion of the body snatchers riff uh, where a, a killer yogurt <laughs> sort of takes over the populace through mind control. And or, yeah. there's, a, there's, a, there's, a, there's a subcurrent of corporate greed, of um, uh, indulgence, mm-hmm. and the disintegration of the American family. Yes, and literally, what you're describing sounds like a really good movie. I'd like to see it sometime. <laughs> we should make it. They, uh, 
yeah, the. But Larry Cohen, God told me to cue the Winged Serpent. I mean, Island of the Alive, it's alive. He had some, he had some biggins. He made some movies. (laughs) He definitely made movies. He made (laughs) high concept movies that are better in our memory than they are in actuality. He's a prolific screenwriter as well. What is his biggest like? What is his biggest success as a director? It's alive. You think that's? I mean, they did two sequels to it. Yeah, which I saw in the theater. I remember. I don't think I've seen those movies. They played those in the theater. Yeah, Island of the Alive. Michael Moriarty. The stuff played in the theaters as well. Oh yeah, Yeah, and it played. It played. It was a the stuff when I was a kid, and it came out in 1985. (laughs) I think 85. Yeah, it somehow it frightened me. I don't. I think the poster must have, and the idea of someone eating something. And then it killing them, like you know, coming back up to kill them from within, it just really bothered me. I never, I've never seen it until two nights ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, I sure it wasn't the back of the box shot because on the back of the box, that's where they show uh, Garrett Morris. The, they the show his throat. Head. Yeah, yeah, it's that, that he's got the worst me. throat. Yeah, his inside that's... of his mouth is horrifying. <laughs> uh, the special effect on that. Yeah, maybe that's what it was. Yeah, that's actually box. when they do his in memoriam at the Oscars. That's the scene they're going to show. <laughs> he's still the worst throat. He's still <laughs> he out of all the actors in this. He might have been the one one that is this the was, most successful. This is after Saturday Night Live for yeah. him. Yes. Yeah. Hell yeah! All right. So tell us a little bit about the cast and crew of one. All right. So who's in this movie? Yeah, uh, the actors. And I'm just going to say the actors' names because we could talk about the characters' names. Cause Although we have to definitely the name of uh, Moriarty's character. Of course, is it's special. incredible. So Michael Moriarty, who is otherworldly, like as an actor, <laughs> he's insane. Uh, this is the first movie I've seen him in. Have You've you never seen, seen Troll? Law and Order. He was in Troll. Yeah. Okay. Law and Order. He was in Q. That's, he okay. was a star. He didn't yeah. see Q. The yeah. Yeah. Oh wow, that's but actually he was in that's Troll. actually a movie. He played, <laughs> he, in Troll, he played the original Harry Potter. What? And, and in Troll. Oh, sorry, his, his name was Harry Potter. His character's name is Harry Potter and Troll. Oh, you just blew my mind. But did you see Troll? You did. Right? Yeah, I did, yeah, but yeah. I mean, it was ages ago. So he, he's like the dad. In There's that. another Harry Potter connection okay. in this movie. Is there? Yeah. Mind if I zoom in? Yes. I IMDb trivia says a huge fan of this film. <laughs> Rupert Grint. Oh, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> what does that tell us about did, that guy? How did um, they get that information? It, well,. <laughs> Um, through torture, I'm guessing. And we did. You did put a call into his agent to see if he would. Yeah, talk I wanted. To to, I want to get. I need to. I need two confirmations before yeah. I can usually run with it. All or right, Ron, Ron Weasley. Thank you, uh, Andrea Marcovici. Yeah, Marovici. Is, is there a G? There's a or C she? in there. There's, there's no G. All right. Was she Nicole? Yeah, she's the. Curtin remembers her name. <laughs> <laughs> what the fuck? Well, he zoomed in. Actually, Garrett Morris. Uh, just a lucky chocolate guess. Chocolate chip Charlie W. Hobbs. Paul Servino's in this. Scott really? Bloom. It might be the main character in this, the kid. Um, Danny Aiello. Danny Aiello. Uh, incredible in this. <laughs> Huge part. Yeah. And then um, if you scroll down, we and we watched it right before. We we kind of watched the end of this right just to, just to catch a glimpse glimpse of a special a special person, Patrick Dempsey making. Yeah. It might be his first on screen appearance. No, I it can't be because. He had done Can't Buy Me Love shortly, and that's around the same time. It is it? around the same time. So, he but he he basically is an extra. At, at yeah, this. he's a featured extra, right? I'd like to think that Larry Cohen, to some, is sort of like how Roger Corman was, where they they kind of cut their teeth. Oh yeah, I mean he's definitely a Roger Corman like dog shitting their way through a movie. <laughs> but but maybe not as he's certainly not as beloved as Roger Corman is. 
and and not as prolific, although he's very prolific. Although he's obviously a good idea man, because if you Cohen? think about yeah. this movie, the idea is kind of strong. Mm-hmm. The idea, of, well, Q is kind of high concept, but God told me to was a very good high concept, and then he sold a bunch of his shit later in his career to make phone booth and cellular. So obviously. He he was a. I don't know any of his. I don't really know a lot about his career. I know that there's a documentary right now on Shutter where I did watch this. Shutter has this. Shutter the app. Do you have Shutter? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love that. I love the that that channel, that app, or whatever. But there's a documentary called. You can watch it on your iPad. Shutter. I'm asking. I don't. Yes, yes. I didn't know it was an app, but that was a channel. No, me. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I I thought you were setting up a joke. Uh, no, it's an app. Yeah, I have it on my uh, uh, Apple TV. Yeah, hey, I'm aware how apps work. And it's like was it. <laughs> Three nine nine a month or something. It's like pretty cheap. It's good. There's a I lot think I of pay content. five dollars a month. I'm getting ripped off. Maybe four ninety nine. So the good news is I bought the stuff for three months worth of Shutter. Yes, <laughs> but uh, did you just buy it? Yeah. So uh, for this episode, there's a documentary right now called King Cohen that talks about his career. I haven't I haven't watched it. I know that maybe I could have watched it for this. Probably yeah. would have been a good idea for the zoom ins. Yeah, but I didn't. Well, we don't want to set a precedent of professionalism. <laughs> I should have watched it for the zoom in. <laughs> uh, anyway, Shutter's good. You should. Okay. They have Mandy on there right now, which I haven't seen yet. That's good. Yeah. You know what? The, you know? Good. Good is a weird way to describe it. It's yeah. It's it's worth seeing. The director is. Uh, I really liked an interview with him recently. I heard that's good. He said Mandy was on Shutter. Sure, but check it out. We're just gonna start talking about Mandy now. We should. Ah. Uh, anyway, was, go ahead. Great in Chicago. Hope. That's the cast. Is there really anybody that needs? Uh, men- more mentioning than uh, one Michael. No, Michael Moriarty is. Uh, you might mind if I zoom in real quick on him? Absolutely. Sherlock Holmes nemesis. A little different. Oh, <laughs> let me zoom out. Hollywood's tallest actor. <laughs> Guess they zoom in. The tallest actor. <laughs> is he the tallest? No. Not under the giant. It's, was probably he was tallest. one. He's he's credited as one of Hollywood's top. That's his claim to fame. But the guy that plays Chewbacca in the new. Star Wars movies. But, he's pretty big. June, June of, something with yeah. a J. I like that guy. He hugs a lot of people. Um, so the stuff. Does anybody have? So you guys don't have a previous history with this movie. No, I never no. watched it before. No, we came in fresh uh-huh. as babes, and you left tarnished <laughs> as old, old men. The sad thing is, is I watched this with Sean Fahey, now uh, in the Department of Justice. Yes. Uh, we watched this movie multiple times in our youth. And it's a big movie for you guys. For some reason, it's silly. It you is, are, but the silly. funny thing is, is the payoffs are, are very few and far between. Yeah, I was expecting there to be a lot more um, gory stuff. Yeah, and there's a lot of more of just like kind of running around. It's like more of a conspiracy type movie than a monster movie. The, but the, honestly, the stuff that's the most fun is Moriarty's dialogue anyway, He's, and the music. He is uh, insane. He's just insane in this movie. You know, like we talked about from the IMB. Trivia research that his a lot of his lines were improvised in this, and you can really tell. Um, I didn't know that. Well, there's not a lot of uh, he'll come into a scene full of like old white guys because there's always like a bunch of old white guys in every room in this movie, and he's always saying like the strangest shit. Like he's just not sticking to the script. You can tell. Um, Who does he work for? I don't know. I think he's a industri- He's like an industrial spy because he claims. Yeah, he's a he's a he's a, he's, an a, he's a free agent. So what what's happening is the stuff which just comes out of the ground. <laughs> he is a disgrace FBI agent, but there's stuff that just comes mm-hmm. out of the ground and they're immediately just putting it on shelves. <laughs> um, it, it has taken over the country. Like everybody's eating it and loving it. Um, 
and it's replaced ice cream, I guess, sort of. And so mm-hmm. I think, I guess we could suppose that Moriarty's working for an ice, maybe he's working for Baskin Robbins. Friars. Yeah, it's like... Halo yeah. Top. Mayfield? Ben and Jerry's? Uh-huh. Thank you for listening to Naming Ice Creams. <laughs> but he, I guess maybe he's... Haagen-Dazs? <laughs> <laughs> Klondike bars? No, that's a that's a trademark. Who, who, put, who puts the, those out? Probably Kellogg or some shit. So maybe these <laughs> rival, like an ice cream company hired him and said, we need to, they, that's the thing. They want to find the formula to the stuff so they could, they could rip it off. And he's the guy that you call to do that. Uh, it's more like a, a yogurt though. I, but they, they but keep the, it in the fridge. If there was, if it was a yogurt though, there's also, I know there may, it's, they never say that, right? They never say yogurt. It's supposed to be healthier, but then there are like the stuff, ice cream parlors that pop up. Hmm. And so you wouldn't necessarily do that for like bro- like a yogurt, you know? Yeah. Michael, it's, it's a sweet treat. I mean, you yeah. know, that's what they Michael say. Moriarty, um, one of the things I read about this movie is that he, uh, he the only reason he did it is because he had a guaranteed contract. So, I mean, so he, he, he knew he was locked in because he, he wasn't a star by then. So he had, he had a, a play and play deal. Wasn't a star by then. <laughs> What was he in? He's he's one of the weirdest. No, he's in something. He's frightening to me in this movie a he's, little bit. He's not frightening. He's astonishing. You loved him in this. I really love him in this. What do you think of his boots? His boots are in, his in boots ridiculous. Don't fit him. Did you notice yeah. his boots? Yeah, is that they're is, huge? Is his uh, accent is that is that his normal? Is he usually talk like Foghorn Lighthorn? I don't think so. <laughs> I don't think he's southern. I don't think he's from Earth. I think he's actually pretty smart. Because he knew the only way that he can escape this is to completely piss all over it while he was doing it. Yeah, he well, he's in on the. I think he's a little. I think well, I think he's in on it. But he seems really he's strange. I think the woman, um, whatever her name, Nicole, the actress that plays Nicole, I think she's in on it. She seems to be like laughing it up the whole time. Oh, yeah. I don't think so. What do you mean? I don't think so because she was a like a Broadway singer star. So you don't think she thinks she's this was her breakthrough. <laughs> no. This is her coming. She's crossover. She's still acting. All right. So um, <laughs> she's she's OK. She survived this. The good thing about this stuff is that there really aren't any big moments. There's a few deaths that are sort of sensational. And there's the, the, the musical numbers of the, for the commercials. But otherwise, everything else is little tiny moments. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely the big part of this is the social commentary, as Kurt pointed out you pointed out at the beginning and what do you guys think of the commercial stuff it reminds you of robocop i guess right a little bit no i mean it reminded me of of the of the 80s just in general it just like the commentary with the commercials i thought kind of reminded yeah. me of robocop but and the, the fact that robocop at one point eats the stuff also reminded <laughs> me of robocop i think watching this show i think watching this movie on television back in the mid 80s would have actually been uh more uh, more immersive because then you'd have the commercial breaks that were a lot like these stuff <laughs> commercial breaks. And they just yeah. fold in. I can't believe I can't believe this movie Oof. exists. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, can't believe I I, cher- I, cher- I cherish this movie and chose this movie. <laughs> I feel like it like is a movie that just it just tries to do absolutely everything. It just does like it tries to be everything. It, it tries to be it, a TV show. It can never and it can and they can never define the monster. How? What was it? Have you ever no, seen a true. movie? That has a guest star. 
<laughs> have you ever? Has that ever happened? Well, why? Why would you? Because that Danny Aiello. Yeah, it says guest star Danny Aiello. Does it say guest star? It says guest star in the credits, the this, opening credits. This week on the stuff. <laughs> That's right. So, so the this is. I guess we could point to the Danny Aiello. Aiello. I can't say his name. I'm surprised. Yeah. Seen. Um, so Moriarty goes to visit him after he. Gets we're, to, we're jumping way ahead. Well, okay, so we don't have to yet. So what? Go ahead. We I just go wanted linear to say, through this movie. We don't need to go linear. <laughs> <laughs> we don't need to traipse. Okay, well, no, we talk about stuff. how abruptly. No, the that's movie the thing. Starts. The movie starts off so fucked. You know, it's it's it's. It, I I actually had to pause and see if I had fast forwarded. I did the same thing. I did the same. thing When this as you thing did. starts, you're in midstream, and it's so awkward and un and unassuming, and and you're like, there's no way this could be the really the so beginning what of a horror film. I don't know if it did this for you on Shutter, what it did on Shutter, because Nick bought it, and we you watched it on Shutter as well. Mm-hmm. So a lot of times when, I'm stupid. when a movie cuts cuts in or kicks off, they'll put all the the slides of like you know who's produced it, like Universal or 20th Century Fox, or whatever. They have a lot of this little like these the fa- up up front you know, that you're used to seeing in movies. This movie when it starts, it just starts in a scene. None of that. The movie yeah. just came out of nowhere. It just, wasn't, it's kind of it, scarier that way, isn't it? It's just weird. <laughs> it just kind of started. And then it feels like... Nobody I, made it. It just shows just up. like the stuff. Yeah. I decided as I rewound it, and the, I was like, did I just, did I accidentally start watching this before? Then I was like, maybe it's just Shutter fucked up. Like, maybe they messed up and it just kicked off Because this can't wrong. be the beginning it of a film. It can't be the beginning, yeah. I mean, there had to be... It, it, it goes against horror films, where a lot of times the horror film... There's always a scene that sets it up. Everybody's normal. There's like normal stuff happening, a like stupid conversation, and then something happens, and then someone goes to investigate. This just starts with somebody has, walking towards the. Has there very economical? A, though. Has there ever been yeah. a lazier introduction of a supervillain? <laughs> <laughs> well, then the guy. So the guy's walking towards this puddle of white, <laughs> stuff, and then immediately starts eating it. Of course, right. as you do, as you do. Dips his finger. It says it's pretty good. Yeah. Already has a business plan in mind. <laughs> he's he's in and he's he's working security at, at an industrial mining facility. Mm-hmm. Finds a substance on the ground and then decides to eat it. Yeah, 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 exactly. But it's pretty good. It's pretty good. It tastes sweet. There's it's a lot sweet. of lot of times that he's done that and it hasn't worked out as well. <laughs> it's like um, the old dog diary of situation <laughs> of 1982. <laughs> Yeah, it is. Uh, it is a strange beginning. The guy really is selling it, though. He's. I like that actor. Does he come back later in the movie? He doesn't. He's. I, I. I imagine he's one of the people that. He's one of the first addicts. Either one of the first addicts, or is the guy that's sitting at the top of the food chain. Oh, Lawrence. The rich Stuff? guy. It's Lawrence Stuff, isn't it? <laughs> Should have known that. <laughs> well, Kurt him. said he was. He was security. So he he probably reported it to the owners of the company, and then they got rich. Which is just another... Can we determine what the stuff is? Is it a... Because we were talking about this before. Is it a sentient creature? Or is it something that needs you to cooperate with it to, to cause damage? It's definitely a sentient yeah. creature. It definitely... Because that's what, what also kicks off the movie. is there, You go to somebody's... A little... A, a, a house in suburbia. This kid is, cannot sleep. And he goes down for a snack. And he opens the fridge. And the stuff is <laughs> out of its container moving around. Yeah. <laughs> and, he, and then he becomes... That that from that moment on, that kid becomes a, uh, a like a, a warrior against the stuff. He's like a whistleblower. Well, the funny thing is, yeah. he he claims Crowl. it's going to kill everybody, but he never sees it kill anybody. <laughs> he, he goes on a rampage. But he sees Michael Moriarty kill people. Right. <laughs> well, he does. Like he he immediately. You're right. He becomes like the or 
he does go and he, the, later on the grocery store he is, but he he becomes like the he becomes like the guy that's like warning against impending doom. Like he this kid, he's like throwing the stuff and like he's trying to destroy the, the supply, trying to get his parents not to eat it. He immediately knows. I mean, I I have to say I agree with him. As soon as you see something moving in the fridge, you got to warn people, right? But it's too late. Everybody's already eating that shit. His mom's kind of hot. His dad's kind of hot, actually, too. I didn't want to say it, but his brother's kind of hot as well. <laughs> Brian uh, Bloom. Uh, so, before we get to that, what did you think about Patrick O'Neill's credit with the box around it? Yeah, you already mentioned a weird credit. Uh, what the hell? They put a box around his name. I wrote that, name. too. I like, it's because he's a sort of a, a celebrated actor? I think he's like an older actor, so he. I bet he had like uh, ties to... maybe Super brown wall. Yeah, it's a big flush. I, I feel like... Was he dead? <laughs> in the movie? After the movie came out? Yeah. Like, no, I think... So they put a box around it like he's in a coffin or something? I think it's just a way... It's a weird way to highlight him. Uh, and I think he had, like, past credits in B-movies and stuff, maybe. Um, but it's... It's not like I actually dug down and... I didn't really look why they did it. It's just a straight... That, that's another thing. I've never seen a movie do, ever do that. Yeah. They put a box around the name? It's ridiculous. It's just ridiculous. Like, oh, hey, guess who's in this, guys? So, okay, so the premise, it starts off, and we, we have, um, we, it, we're, we meet Michael Moriarty on a yacht, uh, where there is some questionable vocal dubbing. Yeah, the whole movie. The whole movie's ADR is yeah. just batshit. But. So, okay, so we get the scenes of the, the guy eating the stuff, Eureka, the kid <laughs> at home, freaking out because the stuff's moving in the fridge, which I, I want to talk a little bit about that, because. The dad says something very strange to the to the child. I thought because the kid's up in the middle of the night, and his dad's super pissed. Like, remember he goes down to the fridge. Yeah. And he's looking to get something, and the dad says, "You can't, you know, don't eat this. Go back to bed." He goes, and he says, "When the kid leaves, he says, don't don't you ever do this to me again." <laughs> well, get, he, does. he roughs him up pretty good. Get him up. Get him up in for the like of the eating night. in the middle of the night. And the kid's like nine or something. There's like a couple of lines like that that yeah. just are. So dramatic. And then the dad, he like kind of was like, well, I guess it is time to eat the stuff. But <laughs> but it, I just thought that was such a weird thing to say to a kid. At that point, maybe the dad's already. There, there's a line like that in them, the hotel you know? attack sequence what? where the guy's like, leave us alone. <laughs> to, the, to the stuff? No, to, he says it to Moriarty and the lady while, as he's getting killed. Oh, leave us alone. Leave us alone. Makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> um, don't you ever do this to me again. Don't ever pull this on me again is the direct line. Pull, pulling, what, getting up in the middle of the night <laughs> and getting a snack. <laughs> and then they also introduced the kid that he, remember he wakes up and he's itching. And I was like, well, he's, what's he itching that. for? And they don't ever address that. Maybe he. That's an acting decision. Maybe that's, he had, he's off the stuff at that point and that's withdrawal. Like he's scratching himself. Can you get off the stuff? That's what, it doesn't seem like it. But maybe. They say one lick is never enough. Ticket takers the theaters they sing that. can t- testify people got off the stuff pretty quick. A lot of refunds. Um, how about the uh, you broke his jaw diagnosis on the yacht? Oh, Mike, yeah. Michael Marty punches a guy and instantly the guy goes, you broke his jaw before he even hits the ground. <laughs> Which is an overdub, right? It was oh, like, of course. It comes from outside the ship, like from somebody <laughs> like treading water in the ocean or the whatever. Wherever you know who are. did the I think uh, he broke stunt. his neck. <laughs> you know who did the stunt choreography for this? Who? Ronnie Millsap. Do you remember when Michael, Mike Moriarty's takedown later on in the film where he takes that guy out? 
who's uh, <laughs> it's pretty fucking special. He, do you um, think these guys? Do you think the people that Moriarty like beats up in this movie they had to go to see like seek therapy afterwards? They got beat up by like, the strangest actor ever. Yeah, it's a, no, it's during the semi sequence, and he does this kung fu move where he falls and fails slowly at him, painlessly, and the guy gets knocked out. <laughs> so it happens when you're seven feet of dog shit. How tall is he? You said he was tall. Yeah, he was. He's one of the tallest. But did they have a height? Milton Berle was tall, right? He was known for that and a big fucking swing. Yeah. Wolf Moriarty has the stuff. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> well, okay, okay. He calls his balls Law and Order. Six foot four, which <laughs> his balls are six foot four. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> he's six four. Yeah. And we're talking about it. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. That's. Unremarkable. Guard in the NBA. Ah, oh, that's fucking great. Yeah, but in those boots, those boots that they were not his boots. I mean, those boots do not fit him. They have uh, several shots to to, to say, uh, to say, hey, this guy, he's a corporate guy, but he's he's different. And he's, he wears boots to the, He wears a suit, but he wears it with boots. And they show his boots, and they're always like, there's so much room. Like his his little stick feet. You know, there's, they're always like, there's all these creases in his boots because he didn't wear them before the shoot. They just look like brand new, ill-fitting boots. And maybe that's part, that's another thing. And they're, che- they look cheap too. They're, they look so cheap and they're red. And I wonder if maybe he's like, they, maybe they gave him a great pair of Moriarty's like, no, 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 this guy, he'd wear the, he'd wear another acting choice. big old fat, ugly boots. Another acting choice. Yeah. Just another strange choice by him. Um, but his name is Mo Rutherford. But why do they call him Mo? Good, they they change the, the he changes the story from time to time about yeah. why his name is Mo. Money. Yeah. Sometimes so. it's because he asked for Mo money, right? Uh-huh. And what's the other ones? Something like I'm always it's it's doing always, yard work. <laughs> <laughs> but it's always something to do with the uh, playing the word uh, Mo more. Yeah. So they because he always he always says like I think the first time is like you know I, I always want more Mo. And then he says something to the girl to, yeah. the, to pick her up. I'm sure I wrote it down. Because his full name is Moore Rutherford. <laughs> <laughs> his first name is David, <laughs> according to the cast list. Did they ever, ever call him Dave in this? You know, it's funny. I went to a Genesis concert, and I wanted Mo, Mo Rutherford. <laughs> Got way too much Phil Collins. He does double down on that Mo joke, which is strange to me. Um, That's the weird part. <laughs> <laughs> What, okay, so obviously early on in the film, there's a dog attack sequence involving Dana Aiello, and Kurt was talking about how effective it was. <laughs> it was brilliant. He was... Uh, now, what was it? It was... Um, well, Mo goes the, 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 Now, both Danny Aiello and the dog are on the stuff, right? Oh, yes. yes. <laughs> They're yes, both they on the stuff. Aiello's a, a, an, an FDA guy, right? He is, and he's... Corrupt? He, well, he's the white ass. He, he, Mo Rutherford goes to do some digging. Yeah, and uh, he has, he confronts uh, Danny Io, and he Danny Io is acting suspicious. <laughs> what is his name in it? Danny Aiello. What did I say? A-I-O? Just say Danny Aiello. I cannot say his name. What is it? What is his name? What's his name in the movie? I think it's Danny Aiello. I think it's Danny Aiello in the movie. <laughs> I think it's victim number seven. <laughs> His dog's name is Ben. Is it really? <laughs> <laughs> so, Ben Ayeo. <laughs> so what did he, he gave him some f- some f- uh, false documents or something? Well, or I mean, 
One can suppose. Sends him, sends him off the wrong way, but as soon as uh, Mr. Rutherford leaves the premises, the dog decides to snack on... So he, I think Mo <laughs> takes issue at the beginning because I think he sees old Danny feeding the dog some stuff, and he's like, we got to get uh. you some real food. So he goes to get some food for the dog in the kitchen, That's which right. is full of... Stuff. The stuff. It, yeah, because when you go Definitely to a stranger's can. house, you, you go, go to, to the kitchen. kitchen to feed their animals. <laughs> yeah. Whatever you do. feel like pulling out of yeah, the you fucking meet, fridge. You meet somebody for the first time, of course you're going to feed their dog. And then <laughs> what does Mo also know about, the, notice about the relationship between those two? Tell us. He says that, why are you afraid of your own dog? Like, why are you so scared of Ben near your dog? But there's been really no indication <laughs> by any actor, whether it be the dog or Danny... <laughs> That they're scared of each other. How does so how do you feel knowing that the dog blew Danny off the screen? <laughs> uh, there's it a dog puppet special a guest later. Ben. That was the most gentle attack ever. Oh my gosh! Yeah, so yeah, so that's that sets up an attack later. So what? That's what you're talking. It about. It kills him under the desk, and it's it, it's basically a dog licking him, and they try to make it seem like it's violent. Yeah, that's what. <laughs> Sorry, Kurt, we stepped all over what you no. wanted to say. There was nothing to That's step on. That's what we on. do. We invite terrible. guests, and then we just say what you're going to... What, did you say something before the show? That, that was my idea. Um, can I can I zoom in? Mm-hmm. Uh, at that point in the film, I turned on closed captioning and was stunned to see that they actually can afford to have it. <laughs> you guys didn't... We didn't let Kurt talk, but the best part of the fight scene is what? Which fight scene? This is a trivia question for you. The okay. fight scene between the, the dog... The, the quote-unquote <laughs> fight scene between okay. Danny... Ayeo and, <laughs> and Ben. What pronounce Ben right? What is uh? What is uh, uh? What's the best part of that scene? Danny's on the phone, calling for help, and what does the the dog do? He rips the cord out of the wall. The dog rips That's the right. cord out of the wall. I mean, has that ever happened in a movie before? I don't think so. Where a dog. It's a very shifty dog. He, he bites the cord and rips it out of the yeah. He's like, not today, Ayeo. Not today, Ayeo. <laughs> not today, yo. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that might be a first and a last. I've never seen a movie where I mean there's They should have had the dog's paw come up and actually take it out of the wall instead of like biting it out. That would so have good. really driven Well, it what home. was what 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 was crazy was later they 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 do have a shot of like a puppet dog uh leaking stuff out of his mouth. But yeah. the dog actually rips the cord like it's a real dog. Like yeah. they got the dog to actually bite the cord. They also have a scene later on where there's a puppet of a dog with a, a Con Ed helmet on turning off the power lines. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's what was so funny about the scene was they had the puppet and the dogs like barfing the yeah. the stuff out, mm-hmm. and then they just cut to this this uh, just normal regular dog licking Danny Aiello's face, and he's <laughs> screaming bloody murder. But what I don't get about the scene and. I don't know if we're supposed to judge, but if they're both on the stuff, like, why are they fighting? Like, why aren't they supposed to be working together? But yeah, maybe this stuff wasn't intended for animals. Yeah, that's that's a good idea. That's a separate film they should make. Yeah. Or maybe the animals are immune to the stuff. That'd be even better. But yeah, well, it doesn't seem immune because they show. Yeah, shouldn't feed them the stuff. stuff comes out of that yeah. dog, just like a human. Stuff? Like the stuff or just stuff? Just the, the stuff. They show okay. a close up of it leaking out. Um, I don't understand why they're not working together. Yeah. Do you have any co- comments on the work that Eric Bogosian put in here in the film? Did you notice any 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 of his trademarks? He's got curly hair. <laughs> Does he even he he's he doesn't even face the camera right. Like he's awkward in that scene. 
It looks like he's never been in front of a camera before. In he life. tackles the kid, right? Yeah, but it's so awkward. So the kids in the grocery store, like we talked about before, he's like uh, destroying the shelves of stuff. I think stuff. actually people need to know who Eric Bogosian is, sort of. All right. Probably. Zoom in. Well, I mean, he's a, I mean, he's a legend, right? Mm-hmm. Playwright. Mm-hmm. Uh, monologist. Mm-hmm. Great actor from time to time. Right. Mostly in Under Siege 2. And uh, talk, talk radio is his kind of biggest film, and then what? What was his big, big, big uh, Broadway actor? Like he's like he was in a lot of stuff. Then he wrote a lot of his own stuff, and he right? was known for being really edgy and yes, like like kind of like a David Mamet, like a bad boy playwright. Yeah, and then which makes it even weirder that he too. just shows up out of the blue. Yeah, I, I don't understand. Was he doing Larry Cohen a favor, or was he just trying to get work? That's something we should probably research. No, no, that goes against everything. Kurt, did you look it up? <laughs> nope. Nah. Um, there's a few great lines in this movie. When? Great lines. And one of them happens about 22 minutes into the film. Do you remember when the guy at the gas station is trying to get Michael Moriarty to go to the, use the restroom? He insists they have clean bathrooms. But he, his, his uh, coup de gras? I put in a new towel. <laughs> I put in a new towel. That was his selling point. His last effort to get him to go into the bathroom. Oh, really? It's one of the best. You don't remember that I line? I oh my gosh. I, I, I had to sit. I had to turn it off for a while. What? To be fair, I do. I do hear that a lot. Normal conversation. <laughs> um. Uh. Did we watch this? Did you guys watch this movie? Okay, let me ask you a trivia question. Watch Passengers. Does anybody remember the name of the video game that the kids playing on the TV? <sighs> oh, I did reckon it. it was a real video game. It's a great video game. Was it Subrock? Nope. It's a Coleco one of the, game, one of the right? first isometric Zaxxon. There you go. Yeah, Zaxxon. Yeah, yeah. I used to play it. It was a great game. I love that game. Yeah. It had the same controller as Tron. The Tron game had the same joystick. Yeah, it had a lot of. Like, that was like one of the first. Like, it was a shooting isometric angle. And you had to get through. They had like gaps in the wall that you had to. Yep. You had to go through. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was the kid playing it or was the stuff playing the, it? The big brother was playing it. Was the stuff playing it or the kid? <laughs> okay, so let's know. settle this. Which yeah. kid grew up to be in the A team? Uh, the the older brother, the older Brian one. Bloom. Okay. And Scott Bloom is the star, the star kid of this movie, and they're brothers in real life. Obviously. And they're Orlando Bloom. They're Orlando Bloom, right? They're the same. Brian Bloom played uh, the second banana bad guy in the the eighteen movie, and, and he, he was great. He's got that great car scene. He does. That's a great. That's a fun movie. It is fun. We talk about we. I think we've actually mentioned the movie. But be, between part. that and the Losers, I can't pick one. I think they're both. Great. They both came out the same year. Yeah, they're both similar, and they came out around the same time. They both failed, but yeah, they're they both did. good. They're both good movies. Yeah, both they both have. Good. They both were kind of springboards for like people that we would that if they film either of those movies today, they would cost three hundred million dollars with the actors that are in them. I think the A is better than the Losers, but I like the Losers too. I think you're wrong. Yeah. Okay, what do you so think, Kurt? break the tie. Never saw the A team. <sighs> but you think about okay, so Idris Elba, Zoe Saldana, mm-hmm. Chris Evans. Yep. Our boy Jeffrey Dean Morgan. Yep. Uh, who else is? It? I mean, it? I mean the big boy, the big boy, Columbus Short. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jason Patrick. Jason Patrick's the bad guy. Who's the second banana bad guy in that? I don't remember. But that's a oh Holt McElhenney. Yeah, McElhenney. That's a great cast, and those guys are they've all kind of done well, especially Jason Patrick. Mm-hmm. Done well, and then eighteen. What you got? Liam. You got Rampage Jackson. You got yeah. Bradley Cooper. You yeah. got our boy from. Yeah, District the, Nine. Yeah, uh, uh, Shalto Copley. Yeah, yeah. You got 
Patrick Wilson. Patrick Wilson. Your boy. And Brian Bloom. Yeah. And, oh, and, uh, uh, Tim, uh, what's her face? Uh, what was her name? She was in that show, The the Sinner. Isn't she the... What? Did you ever see that show? I didn't see it either. What did she, what did she look like? What's her... <sighs> I don't remember her name. She's married to Justin Timberlake. I know this. I, I remember that show, The Sinner, because I set it to record, but I don't remember what it's about. It's about some. But woman, what what, what role did she play in the film? Murder someone on the beach. Jessica like, Biel. Biel. Okay. She's the she's the. That she's it. helping the but she's helping um the A team out. You couldn't say Blade Trinity, best movie of all time. <laughs> anything else that she was in? She was in Blade Trinity. Originally cast for. Originally cast for. You mind if I zoom in? Originally cast for. Don't be afraid of the dark. Was she really? Yeah. And the movie got delayed, and she was no longer available. Mind if I zoom in? Yeah. You produced, you helped produce that movie. I was involved in that film. Uh, can I zoom out Let's of the zo- film industry? <laughs> <laughs> we zoom in. Kurt, did you see that? Do you see next movie? I did. What'd you think? When you were watching it, did you think, God, Jessica Biel would have been so good here? <laughs> What'd you think? Yeah, I didn't, yeah. You don't like it? It's shit. Dang, that's rough. It's the worst movie ever made. We're going to do it on here at some point. Really? Yeah. You can you'd actually have a actual actual I could zoom in content <laughs> that people might not know. It'll be weird. But the best is if you we did it and you just read IMDb trivia. <laughs> I think Guy Pierce is in this. All right. Um But oh, by the way, we didn't talk about this and I thought it was very central. And Danny Aiello You killed it. His uh his his flat or his apartment or his house. He has all these butterflies framed throughout. Did you notice that? Like, there's all these butterflies, I did not like dead that. butterflies. Like, you know, like you butterflies know, <laughs> plays a part in the other film we're do. recording today. Yeah, yeah. But uh, they, you know, people like maybe that was a thing at some point, like a trend that didn't catch on. But people had like his butterflies flies are. Yeah, they uh, pin them pressed. in the boxes. We right. used to have that in my my parents' house. So maybe it was like a trend in the early '80s mm-hmm. or something. But he has them everywhere in that place, yeah. and uh, I think. At one point, they show the dog out back with like a net. <laughs> Ben's out back. Um, after he, after he was, he, he was actually locking the back door so that Aiello couldn't get out. So it was kind of a, a tr- like a throwback to Commando, right? Is it Aiello? I'll be in the back, Ben. Net. Okay. Oh, the my favorite line—the line that we mentioned on a free, previous podcast—is mm-hmm. it forty-two minutes? I was waiting for this one. Was it as good as I, I sold it? Is it kind it of a great. fun? It's a fun line, great. isn't it? Yeah, yeah. The shaving cream line. We gotta set it up. So oh, the kid uh, eats shaving cream instead of the stuff to fool his family. Because his family's trying. Yeah. And then yeah. suddenly he shows up in Moriarty's back seat later on, throwing up. I don't remember the context between how he how do you get in Moriarty's. Mo- well, so his family uh, is trying they're to chasing in the they're street. Chasing because he what he does is he does this great thing where he he's supposed to eat this stuff in front of his family. And, but they, they let him go to his room. I don't know why. So then he fills it. He dumped it, empties out the toilet, the stuff. And then he fills up with shaving cream, comes back down, and he starts to eat it in front of them. And then puts it down on the table. His dad's onto him, and he runs out back. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, he yeah. he did, like, a little show. Like, I'm really eating the stuff. But he, he still leaves it on the counter right next to his dad. That just have seems like accidentally, a fatal flaw. Have you ever plan. accidentally eaten a little bit of shaving cream? There's no way that the stuff tastes worse than that. <laughs> I think you should just eat the stuff at that point. No, no, no. I think you should shave with the stuff, <laughs> then eat the shaving cream. So, so then he, he just flags down Mo Rutherford, <laughs> hops in his car. 
That sounds like slang, by the way. <laughs> well, Moe's now the reason that Mo comes to the house is because he reads an article about the kid freaking out at the grocery store. That's why he comes to the place because he sees that there's this 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 anti stuff warrior in the form of a ten year old, <laughs> and he has to go. He's like the David Hogg of his he, time. He's really winging it. Like he's like, where's the investig? How's the how's the corporate industrial espionage going? He's driving to to talk to a ten year old. Um, <laughs> But it's perfect. That's where it, that's where he should be, right? Yeah, he's yeah. there at the right time. He's got, and he, he saves him. He's got his future, you know, co- accomplice. And then he and they, then the line is yeah. What's your line? The line. Well, the kid talks about throwing up, and he said he ate shaving cream. And then Moriarty nonchalantly just says, basically, well, everybody's got to eat shaving cream now and then. And he just says it so off the cuff that when we were kids, that was one of the main selling points of the stuff to me. Like Sean and I, we, we mm-hmm. that's how we would lure people into seeing that movie. Was hey, there's this great shaving cream line in it. And I, I realized I was just an awful person. Do you guys ever? And how many minutes do they have to wait for that line? Forty-two. Jesus Christ! Did you ever try to eat the? You ever try to eat shaving cream? No. You taste it? It tastes so bad. I mean, it's got to taste like soap, right? I mean, it's you never try to taste it? No. Why would I? That just seems like well, that, that, otherwise I'd be like the guy at the beginning of the movie just finds some shit on the ground and puts it in my mouth. Well, you know, like you pe- shave differently than we do. People use it. <laughs> shave it. People use it for. Um, you know, like the fake pies, like so you can put Okay. Cake. So I thought, you know, you have some experience acting, right? Like you've done a little bit of theater. Am uh, I wrong? No. You, uh, you've won a ball game. You've done yeah. some comedy. <laughs> yeah. Have you ever gotten a pie? No, I've, 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 never, I've never been involved in pie theater. <laughs> have you ever got the stuff? <laughs> um, but I, I think I've tasted shaving cream before. It's not, yeah, it's awful. But Sean could, Gillette once got a pie in the face. How is it? I mean, how would you describe it? It's very, um... Is it menthol-y? Like a, it's That's, kind of, it's oh, like a, it's a weird, weird fuck. Yeah. I, w- I would think soapy, but it's actually menthol-y. Refreshing? No. It, it's awkward. It's like aqua velva. Like, a, like eating a pack of cools. <laughs> Have you shaved a cool whip? I, I would. That would work. Yeah. Hmm? It'd be so yummy. Um... So I think the kid goes to throw up. I think that's what's happening. No, he's, he's already thrown up. That's, that's why, why he's already asked car, to open yeah. the window. Oh, he throws him the car too, but I think that's why he puts the stuff down in the house oh. as he goes to run the throw up because the shaving cream is. But you know, if you're if you're far that far into the plan, fucking choke that sh- vomit down. Your family's gonna kill you. You know. I bet you if you if you ingest weak, the stuff and then kid. puke it up, it's like the Freddy Krueger of the stuff. It's like the burnt stuff. It's all yeah. stomach at. That's got to be more dangerous stuff. Yeah. They should have really. They should have done like the Alien, where different different stuff is is it reflects its host to some extent. Mm. Yeah, Larry Cohen's fucking dumb. So, I mean, there's a lot of shit still to still to come in the movie. Yeah, I'm sure the listeners are waiting for us to just traipse through it. But what are some <laughs> highlights? What are some moments that sing to you, Kurt? Other than when you were able to turn it off. <laughs> <laughs> Mostly, it was the puppet moments. You you basically waited the entire movie to see a puppet get destroyed. Like, it, I, I think that's you know one of the things that the stuff does. I guess is it hollows you out, and then like when the stuff like goes off to hide, it just jumps out of the body and leaves a husk. Yeah, and it can, I guess it can, can jump back in the body, but there are like some scenes where some of the hollow bodies get just destroyed. Yeah, you and that's there's right. One guy does come back from being empty. He does. On. Yeah, you're right. That's one thing that I think is confusing about the movie. I don't think Garrett Mars came back. <laughs> no. So it it uh, you eat it, and you're saying you think that the stuff just basically 
consumes all the organs within right. you, but then just kind of rides around your body like like the hidden sort of. But it drives you. Like the movie The Hidden. like A movie that came out around the same time that blows it the fuck away. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it, 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 then it leaps out of people Jack and leaps Shoulder. back in. But then sometimes it destroys them coming out. I don't, I, I, right. I couldn't. And then sometimes it's just, it's huge and it yeah. like isn't in a body. And yeah. then sometimes it's just cute. I think that the, I think the stuff does whatever the movie needs it to do. That's a word I would not use. It is cute. Like they're the scene when they look in the pond, like the, the yeah, those the, little oh, things, those like, little heads coming, little heads popping out, and they're of just it. they just look. Precious. My daughter was with, with me when I was watching that, and she found that to be cute as they're well. They're cute, yeah. But yeah, Kurt thought about more. I never thought that they were. I never thought to the point that they were hollow. They were just kind of vehicles for the stuff. But that makes sense because at one point. I think Garrett Morris or maybe more already punches somebody and his face caves in. Yeah. That's a crazy, that's crazy shit. Yeah. And then there's a guy who who has like red powder, basically. Paul Servino smashes. But but then he said, they said though that that person didn't get killed by the stuff. Like that person doesn't have the stuff in it. Remember they, he steps on his (laughs) head. He lived? No, he steps (laughs) on his head and he goes, oh, that's, that's just a regular one. Oh, that's just, yeah, he's just just got, he's got the flu. Yeah. That's a weird... Tide of old age. <laughs> There's some gross stuff in this, too. Uh, how do you feel about um, how uh, Michael Moriarty gets into the castle to meet Paul Sorvino? I, I like how you just bring up a castle. Like, that doesn't stick out. Well, well, tell us about the castle. <laughs> no, I mean, what did you guys think? So they go to... they uh, Moriarty, when he realizes that towards the end of the movie that maybe they need military help, look, yeah. like maybe some... He you know, pulls some strings, get the military involved. He's like, but uh, it has to be super racist. It has to be a racist Paul Servino. And uh, he pull. he goes, I know where he is. He pulls up to a castle. Yeah. Like a, ca- they, and it's like, it's, I guess it's like a compound that these, as Kurt had pointed out before the show, uh, we think that they're like ex-military militia guys now. They live in a castle. Like they live in a, I mean, it looks like a castle. Yeah. No, it's a castle. But where? Well, it's a Midland, Georgia castle. That's yeah. right. They're, they're fucking Midland, Georgia. Georgia. This is the movie they put Midland. Georgia, Georgia accents are on point, by the way. Killed it. Yeah, Servino. As soon as he is on screen, it's it's his movie. <laughs> he takes you, over. Okay. Do you, do you know he must have gotten paid by the son of a bitch? Because he says "son of a bitch" at least five times in this movie, and he's only in the last act of this film. Yeah, and he's a character too that I think is interesting because that's Look, a character you interesting. Inter- is that the word? Well, you introduce that character. So he's like he's kind of a vile character. He like hits on um, oh. Nicole. Like he's like the the main uh, actress in the movie. He's like saying horrible things. So you, you just wait for him to get killed. Like you're like yeah. oh he's gonna get killed. Let's set the well, when's the movie ending? He's gonna die in like 20 minutes. Nope. He never dies. But he's a, and and they play him as a hero too, which is yeah. kind of weird. Well, he, what's the deal with him holding the lady's shoes? I don't remember this. There's a scene where he's got his arm sure around Moriarty's boots. <laughs> He's got his arm around the, the love interest, in, in, and he's holding ladies' shoes in his hand. And he's, he's delivering dialogue. He's a weird dude. Apparently, his big sin that Michael Moriarty caught him was that he um, slept with a black girl. He, he, he bought, an apartment, movie, he yes, bought yeah. an apartment for a black girl, which I guess in 1984 still didn't mean anything. That's right. So it was like, that's the blackmail. That was his blackmail. Yeah, he's like, I'm like, not going to blackmail you, but in case I have to, here's how I'm going to do it. He had an apartment with and It was an underage. It was an underage. But th- uh, that's not where the emphasis was in that, in, that, in, that inter- in that exchange. I know, I know, I know. Yeah, yeah. I mean, he says some racist stuff. I mean, he does say some racist he, kind of racial sure stuff in that movie. And it doesn't make that much sense, like, why? And there's actually one 
only one African-American character in it, Garrett Morris, who's in the movie for about eight minutes, right? He's yeah. But he's got the best name. It's his birth name, actually. Chocolate Chip Charlie, right? Chocolate chip Charlie Hobbs. He had to get into the cookie business. And he's like, re- that's who The Rock's playing in Hobbs vs. <laughs> Hobbs vs. what? Shaw. Yeah. I'm not. Um, did you guys notice um, the great overdubbing of the guy in town when the military is, he goes, what is this, World War Three? Yes. yes. Oh, my God. It's so loud. It's it so makes loud me. It made me that's too. a that's the second best line. It sounded like a uh, like a like a Trey Parker character. It really voice. did. There was actually like there, were, there were three great overdub. There's. Do you remember at the very end with the girl? There was a line where she where where when they're in the television studio, and they're getting her out after all the shits hit the fan, and she says it was slithering. There's an overdub of her saying that as he's taking her out of the room. It was slithering, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it was slithering. And that was like a callback to Rupert Grant. Yeah, I guess it could be. What about, uh, I like when, when they have that, it was with when Chocolate Chip Charlie's first introduced leaping over a car, remember? Yeah. <laughs> um, Some uh, kung fu. And then he and uh, Moriarty team up and fight these, these stuff-controlled uh, townspeople. And Moriarty at one point then, like I, I told talk, said before, he punches someone's face in. Like, remember? Yeah, yeah it implodes. And... Um, they get away by boat, and then they go eat. They go to the diner. Garrett yeah. Morris has a few dialogues. <laughs> That's the first thing they do after yeah. after they cave in somebody's face is they're hungry. They don't call the cops. They yeah. don't do anything. They, they go, to just a diner. go to the diner. And it's the only place in town that doesn't have the stuff. And they're laughing it up. They're like, it's not so bad. Some puddle of white crawling out of someone's body, crawling back in, caving in people. But It's all shit he's seen before. Um... So I think what I think what we're discovering is that this is a charming movie. There was some special shit here. Um, I'm glad I paid 9.99 for it. They do they do <laughs> nickname they do nickname the people that are controlled by the stuff the stuffies at one point, which I thought was I don't cute. remember that. Yeah, the stuffies. The yeah. stuffies. I think Moriarty calls them the stuffies, which Someone is what does. the fans of the movie are called. Um, which remind me of StuffCon. You've been to StuffCon. Remind me of the Sleepers. <laughs> is this another barbershop quartet? <laughs> In a movie, the stuffies. Um, Ralph Nader gets a name check in it. Mm-hmm. A big anti-corporate crusader, which yeah. this movie is kind of very hard on corporations. I think. Yeah. Gets a name check in there. And there no corporation credits to proceed the film. So they That's actually right. put their nice. money where their mouth That's is, right. or their complete lack of money. And there's a shot of a McDonald's at the end. There is a shot of yeah, McDonald's. a McDonald's and a KFC with a building in between them exploding. Exploding, right? Um. You think that was yes symbolic? Think that was symbolic at all, or hey, it's I got a happy mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, I want. Do you guys think they actually flew those planes, or do you think maybe they got some B-roll of planes and then cut to really awkward cockpit scenes and really awkward truck driving scenes? There's a lot of awkward in this movie. There, this little, movie is the most awkward. It is awkward. There's, so we talked about Moriarty pulling up to get the kid. I wrote down a line. I was just checking my notes. And so remember he says, he says uh, to convince the kid to jump in his car, he says, I saw it move to get in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I, I saw it move too. 
So the kid, like, that's that's their connection. I saw it move. They saw the stuff move. Um, oh, the kid's room is fucking incredible. I remember a Motley Crue poster. So there's there's he has a Star Wars poster up of Vader flanked by the was it the Terran guards? I don't know what they're called. The red guys, Imperial guards, Imperial guards, and then um, he's got a, in the bathroom there's a Jedi Return of the Jedi shower curtain. Which I was like, oh, is that what that was? Nice. I couldn't tell what it was. Yeah, it was wow. I used to have a I used it's to have a Jedi. Star Wars shower curtain when I was a kid. Um, there's a couple things too. It was like I wish that some I, could they remaster this in 4K because I would love to see the details of that room. And maybe they could have like a special feature that talked to, you know, they break down like the set designer. Here's all the different things we put in. The VR experience. <laughs> of the room. Boy's bedroom. <laughs> Pretend you're the kid from the stuff. I'd settle for an I- iTunes refund experience. <laughs> 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 virtual. Uh, I, I'm, yeah, I'm just going through my notes. You guys, Kurt, what else, what else did you remember from this that you, that you absolutely loved? <laughs> I took so many notes. It's why did I take this many notes? That's great. It's hard work. What I think I? I've gotten. I think I've hit most of my m- most of my notes. And I, I think that I think the biggest question I had in the movie was was what is I mean is the stuff uh, what what kind of monster is the stuff? It doesn't seem like a, a very like uh, uh, we were calling back to uh, the blob. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the blob being a very proactive monster. The stuff's kind of kind of lazy. Yeah, but it has an agenda that the blob didn't because it it takes over minds. Yeah, so there's an invasion of the body snatchers element too, but it's certainly not smart. But it only does only does it when prodded, <laughs> you know. Only when, only when it really absolutely has to. They have uh, you always get an origin story like yeah, it's always from space like the the blob. Somebody calls in an alien man-made. at one point. I think Servino calls in an Does alien. He? Yeah, because yeah, they never tell you. There's there's never that shot like the beginning. They could have showed like a meteor crash, uh, meteor, a meteor crashing, but and then the guy they, tasting it. But they, they don't have any of that stuff. You never know what happened. I, well, I think it being on a mining site, maybe they imply yeah. that it's just an industrial... Uh, or maybe it's Mother Nature purging... But it's limitless, The too. consumerism of America or They're, the world. It could be Mother Nature. Um, when they do visit, like, the, the, the pond of the stuff, remember they... <laughs> There's like a whole pond of it that they're that they're milking out of the ground. Is that mm. the right terminology? <laughs> um, and Moriarty decides, well, I'm gonna, you know, go down in disguise. And what does he do? He, he straps on some ankle C4. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, the, he he's got C4 with yeah. him, and he puts it on his ankles. Of course he does. Um, which, which is how? so far away from his his hands, as we've discovered, as he's so tall. How does he? But they they show him. Does he have the boots on at that point? That's one thing I oh, forgot to check. The boots don't come off. I think she finds that out. Because they, they filmed the sex scene that they didn't use in the movie. Let me zoom in. But do you think there's enough space in those boots that he could put them on his fucking ankle, the C4 in there, and the yeah. boots would just, they're so roomy. He could have kept fit. Brian Bloom in his boots, I think. He could put both feet in one of those boots. How do you like the tanker? When the kid's, He's, the kid's the yelling tanker. at the stuff. He's arguing with it. <laughs> Well, can you argue with something that's quiet? There's a couple scenes when the, the big blob of stuff is moving towards the kid and never gets him. I just, yeah. I was convinced that by the end, stuff didn't stuff like the kid. I don't think he wanted to get the kid. True adversary. He's, he respect. Respect. Yeah. He yeah. It was like, kind of like Heinz and Brishnikov and White Knights. 
Exactly, exactly what I thought of. That's <laughs> the dynamic that the Larry Cohen was striving for. What about when Servino when Servino says uh, you know that he was he's talking about the military might of America and that how they never fail and the kid delivers the truth bomb. He goes, What about not what about Nam, sir? Because <laughs> <laughs> we lost that one at home. Yes. Sorvino is fucked in this movie. I, I don't know what the hell's happening. I guess he told Larry, he's like, this is awful, but if you could give my daughter a walk-on role, I'll let you do it. Um, yeah, there... Do you think Cohen was like, we can't... I can't get out of this movie without making a commentary on Vietnam. I have I have all this anti-corporate stuff in here, but I need to squeeze that in. That doesn't seem like a last minute. Yeah. The, I, will, I will give the kid credit. We were talking about this earlier. Uh, when he's in the semi, he is so happy mm-hmm. the way he's delivering his dialogue. I think he really thinks he's fucking nailing it mm-hmm. at that point. He's, he's like, I've been on the set for like weeks now. This is this is second nature to me. Not I got the shit locked. Not a bad performance by the kid in this. I thought he did a pretty good job. He did better than the stuff. <laughs> what do you think? Give me, give me. What do you guys? What's no, the I think he. It, it, Scott Bloom. What do you guys think? He gets a twelve. <laughs> <laughs> the editing, the editor gets a zero. By the way, <laughs> the editing is really awkward in this film. I bet. I wonder if Cohen edited it himself. If we would have done our research, shit. Um, does IMDb list like editor? Of I don't course think. it does. I don't think of they course do. it does. No, no. Of course it does. They don't. Deep, they don't dig that deep. <laughs> they have uh, director cast, and that's pretty much. Of it, course right? it does. He, the editor showed up in the in memoriam at the end of the credits. <laughs> <laughs> you didn't. You, we didn't talk about the stuff coming out of a pillow in this. There's a um, plenty astounding. of great stuff. Yeah. That was actually a very uh, Evil Dead uh, moment where the uh, stuff like attaches itself to Moriarty's face. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. And he has to like fight the uh, uh, the stuff. And then she, she lights one solitary match to fight it. And it's apparently flammable, but she didn't know that the stuff was yeah. flammable previously to that. Did she pour a drink on it, though? She, I think she does like prime it. Okay, I didn't catch that. she pours that. a drink on but it. But she uses one match. Um... And it works. And that was the question. Was it hiding in the pillow or did somebody put it in the pillow? Yeah. See, I think it was sabotage. It seems sabotaging to me. Because remember, they were investigating that factory and then they... they did the they dog put it in the pillow? <laughs> that, dog is, that dog was ben? amazing. Ben? yeah. Um, they. I wish that they would cut back to it because it's never clear if if, uh, if Danny dies. Danny Aiello? What's his name? Danny Aiello. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, there's, so there's that that scene, and then they use the from the IMBD trivia. They use the same room they use in Nightmare on Elm Street with uh, when Death dies. The rotating room. The rotating yeah. room. And I actually like that scene. The way that it, it's awkward, and you could see that they're obviously throwing foam at it yeah. from time to time. Mm-hmm. But it's there's something happening. Yeah, and the scene That's in the control room, uh, I actually kind of like too, just because how how knockers it is with the with Michael Moriarty breaking fake glass. And the, the bad editing of the girl screaming and the kids screaming and the blob obviously using they're using a process shot of the freaking blob in the foreground it's 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 ridiculous, but it's a celebration of how stupid this whole movie is and how kind of what about Garrett Morris's death? I'm not convinced they used the the real actor throughout that scene. <laughs> so they do the, the old body snatchers cliche, which is they have a character who disappears for a while, comes back, is acting normal. Everybody thinks they can trust, but really they have been hus- husked out by the stuff, I guess. And he, um, he as Kurt said, we, we were both horrified by this when we were children. Um, 
uh, gets, I guess, what, just like imploded by the stuff, like just yeah. awful. He shows How off. How would you describe it? He's it's showing like, off a little he, bit. Yeah, it, yeah. He's he's gotten hollowed out. Yeah. And the inside of his mouth has like it's it's that um, you know people who like dis- uh, have like that uh, that phobia of like holes and things yeah. like honeycombs. So that's like the inside of his mouth is all gross. like it's uh, gross. Yeah. yeah, it's like disintegrating. Yeah, and that was what they put on the back of the video box art. <laughs> but at the same time, like it's like that's the worst death in the. It's the harshest death in the film, and he act is acting normal. He's acting like himself. So the stuff can recreate your personality until. Yeah. It, until it doesn't need to. It didn't choose the right time. No, and no one dies in that scene. It just like he does this big uh, show of imploding. Uh, he dies. Well, that's true. He does, but he's already dead, right? No, we don't know that. Well, he's the stuff. <laughs> I don't understand what. How, his, does, how does his face become destroyed? This so movie instantly. should end with like them sitting around for fifteen minutes, like going, "How does what's the stuff? How is it a monster? <laughs> like, what's it do? I don't understand. Know your enemy. Is everybody the stuff now, or like? I think they want you to be like uh, Mo Rutherford and just be like, "Well, sometimes I did, yeah." That guy though, he's got a limo that's bigger than the girl's limo. He he knows he's, he plans ahead. Like he lures her out of her fashion show with a business well, she, card. She's a, a, a and a limo director, right? Like right. An, it works for an ad agency. That's how the one that made meet. the stuff such a big hit. Um, and they do have. I did read that they have. Um, one of the commercials I didn't notice. We talked about Patrick Dempsey, right? Yeah, Ava Vigoda. Ava Vigoda's in there. The Where's the Beef? Claire mm-hmm. Peller. She's in there. Um, but they have uh, Brooke Adams from Body Snatchers as one of the commercials. Killed it. As a cameo. Star. That is a fantastic movie. Yeah, the Sutherland one? Yeah, that's yeah. a fantastic movie. I, I, I say I, it, that might be one series, that bo- although no. I think it's one of those movies that's remade every decade, and it's always good, except... The last one with Daniel Craig and Nicole Kidman. Invasion? Yeah. Because the even the Abel Ferrara one was really good, I thought, with Gabrielle Anwar. Body Snatchers. It's just called Body Snatchers. Yeah. But this the 70s one. Well, no, there's a, there's a bad one in mixing. The Puppet Masters. Oh, that's Heinlein. That's different, yeah, right? It's, no, it's the same. Book. Did Heinlein do Body Snatchers? I think that was the source material. Yeah. Is it? So the, oh, so the they, one did, with, they went back to the source material. The Eric Thal one is kind of shit. Oh, it's a masterpiece. I saw that. In the but theater. the Sutherland one, directed by, directed by, the man who directed. I remember his name. It's he directed a movie we talk about every episode. Henry and June. Did he? And the right stuff. Philip Kaufman. Yeah. I watched the movie recently, and it is a companion piece to the thing. I think the right yeah. stuff, by the way, came out '85 as well, right? I thought it was '80. Is it '83? The movie or the book? I'm talking about the book. The mo- the movie oh the movie the I think thing it was it, but you watch Body Snatcher uh, Invasion of the Body Snatchers and you watch the thing and they have the same sense of dread they have the same balance of really creepy practical effects mm-hmm. and really good kind of I guess you would say distance performances in it um, oh it's really special right so it came out eighty three and this came out Larry Cohen was like I'm gonna take this stuff back. I think I think Larry Cohen his claim to fame is that he found a time machine because he there's no way he didn't film this movie in '77. <laughs> that's his only excuse for some of the choices he made here. Phil Kaufman, what else did he, what was his last movie? Do you remember? He did the unbearable lightness of being. Right. He did the right stuff. He did Henry and June. He did Ernest Scared Stupid. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Wonder was that his last movie? Is he dead? No, no. Uh, Henry and June. 
No. Henry and June, the reason the NC-17 was created, right? Yeah. We we, 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 we talk about it every time. Yeah. Yeah. The episode that airs this coming Monday explains why you, you, <laughs> you dropped the truth bomb. Uh, Fred yeah. Ward farts on his dick. <laughs> <laughs> they had a credit rating for it. Did you, uh, Kurt, have you seen Henry and June? No. No, I want to now. Have you seen Benny and June? Yes. It's it's about. Is, is it a sequel? Have you seen prequel? Da- have you seen? Danny? Let me tell you about the plot of Henry and June. <laughs> it's just Michael Rooker sweating. <laughs> <laughs> Philip Kaufman. Let's wait while Justin looks up Philip Kaufman, and gets flagged by the government. Philip Kaufman he even wrote the right stuff. Thankful that they're doing a, they're doing a TV. Can't believe they're remaking a perfect movie. Um, director, did he do Funny Farm? <laughs> the Chevy um, Chase movie. He did Quills. Not bad. He did Twisted. Ooh. Oh, Ashley Judd. Yeah, Sam Jackson. Rising Sun. Oh, it's such a fucking bad movie. Did The Wanderers? I don't hate it. Is that the Ken Ken Wall? Yeah. Wow. Did um. Oh, he consulted on the stuff. <laughs> he consults on every movie that has the stuff. Did you? The did, did he do the other ones that I mentioned? Or no. Not? What did you say? Unbearable lightness of being. Yeah, he did do that. He did that. And he did. I hope he did Invasion of the Body Snatchers. Of course. Yeah. And he did. You want me to go through his whole career? I just want to know. I mean, this guy's actually made masterpieces. Yeah, he has. Uh, I mean, he, before they did what the White Dawn, which I've never seen. The Great Northfield, Minnesota Raid. So anything post Snatchers. Snatchers. Body Snatchers. Um. Yeah, we I mentioned them all. He did the last thing he did was Hemingway and Gell, Gellhorn. So then. he followed Body Snatchers up with the right stuff or the unbearable lightness of being, which came first. Body Snatchers. Body Snatchers is seventy. I mean, and then he did right stuff. He did Wanderers. Fuck that movie. That's an awful movie. The right stuff, unbearable lightness of being, and then his pinnacle, nineteen ninety. Yeah. Henry and June. And then, is he still alive? He's got to be. I don't. He hasn't worked a long time. Let's see. What, what does IMDb say? That he said he was. He's still alive. The thing is, that guy. I would say the right stuff is a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. Body Snatchers is a classic. Yeah. And then he's made a couple of decent films other than those, but that's that's a good career. That's mm-hmm. a guy. Yeah, that's a guy that deserves a little bit. I more think the attention. right stuff is an outright classic. Like yeah, it's, it's almost perfect. It really great. is almost perfect. And who, and the cat whoever cast that film is prescient as shit, because everybody in that movie is a name, and they weren't at the time. Are you talking about the stuff or the right stuff? <laughs> <laughs> this is this should have been called the white stuff. It could have been. Try to get some of those fans to accidentally buy a ticket. Oh, so here's the question: Would you, how long would you guys last? Then, Kurt, since you're our guest that we've never let talk the entire episode. Um, would you? How long would you last in a, a world where like the stuff was like? Would you be eating that stuff? Like, would you be eating it right away? I, I'd be like a new treat. Yeah, I'd I'd probably be screwed. I probably would have. I, I probably would have accidentally had some. Oh, that's right. That's I mean, you, thing you, you do. all you take is like one bite, right? And then that's it. You're done. Are you instantly hooked? Is that I, what happened to that, Ben? That's the impression I get. Would you feed your dog? <laughs> that's what, so when I want to, yeah. So that a lot of people are doing like a no sugar thing right now. Yeah. Like that's a big thing. Like you know, all the di- different diets. They're like, we're not doing sugar. The, sh- the stuff. Yeah, I mean, it's a sweet treat. So some of those people would be saved. They wouldn't be eating sugar. It's one hundred percent natural. I mean, it's. I guess it's paleo. Paleo is yeah. fuck. 
Yeah. How 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 bad of a job does Mo Rutherford do in this? He does a terrible job in this. Does he ever discover any secrets? Does he go to the library? Yeah. Oh yeah, we didn't talk about him taking the kid on an assassination. He does that. At the that's end. yeah. That's that's probably the darkest turn that they don't they don't play it as as a dark turn. They kind of play it like, you know, the bad guys are getting there. Just desserts. <laughs> and here comes the child who comes along to the assassination where they make the, the old uh, the old white guys eat the, the stuff. Because they're trying to pawn off a, 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 a sucro like a, a like a uh, twisted version of the stuff. Yeah, so the I think what happens at the end is everybody's on they know the stuff is, is bad for you and they're they're burning they're burning the stuff in the streets, they're throwing it out. And uh uh, but the the corporate fat cats have discovered a way, including Patrick to O'Neill, continue to profit, which is to create a different version of the stuff called the taste, rebrand it. <laughs> Doesn't have as much of the alien creature in it. Um, but you're saying at the end, what? How does so? Mo Rutherford goes to basically kill those people, and he brings along a little boy. Right. He brings <laughs> along a child to feed them the stuff. <laughs> Makes them eat it yeah. at gunpoint. Um. And it takes a long time. Because and then it, the cops are, are coming. I guess somebody called the cops, maybe? <laughs> we the, hear sirens? Yeah, the kid says something about... Because the kid at one point, like he, all the, there's all these empty containers of these two guys that are enjoying this, the stuff. They're eating it. And then um, there's the boy's at it. He's resting on it. The, the young kid's resting on a chair. Like, he's tired of it. But Moriarty's still standing up, holding him at gunpoint. Um, <laughs> he's got a Ruger, too. I mean, that's so super villain. But... um. And then the cops come and he says, the kid says something like, something like, you know, that's, here they come. You know, it's funny. There's a lot of us champion independent cinema and we champion like autism. But if you introduce a studio into the concept of this, they would immediately have smelled shit. (laughs) The first instance in this movie, a studio would have completely, you you get a couple of people in a room and they're like, what the fuck? How are you introducing the creature? There's a guy just shows up and starts eating it out of the ground. And I'm looking through my notes, and every instance is something that a studio yeah. meeting would have completely yeah. eradicated. They're like, you made Famous Amos a character in your movie. <laughs> He's a villain. I mean, you have like Mrs. Butterworth show up, and then... You don't think he got, you gotta, no- you gotta, you think he got noted to death on this? He didn't, you know. With, uh, absolute power corrupts, corrupts, corrupts absolutely. <laughs> that's how you make a. That's how you make a masterpiece. Although the only thing that would have escaped everybody. through the uh, whole studio notes process. Oh well, you can have a pillow contain the stuff. I mean, that's a perfect place for the stuff to emerge. And from. they said he said they're looking at the script like, where's uh, the main character's dialogue? Is like, I hired Moriarty. He's just going to improv everything. <laughs> it doesn't say here that that doesn't talk about the main character's footwear. He's like, don't worry about it. We got that covered. <laughs> And you hired a martial artist, right? Oh, yeah. I got that covered as well. You found some racists, too, right? <laughs> He's, they're like, uh, um, yeah, you know, Michael Moriarty, uh, you know, his hair looks kind of normal in this headshot. Are you going to do it? He's like, we got it covered. Um, we're going to comb his hair with a rock <laughs> before every shot. I felt bad watching. I mean, Paul Servino's stuff. That guy's a real actor, and he was a real actor when this movie came out. Mm-hmm. And he is hard to watch. It's uncomfortable to watch him in this movie. It's, it's almost like he's he's uh, the he's the problem. He he he's uh, he's like he sees um them them taking down the camera and the lights. He's like, wait, I thought wait we we recorded that. You said you didn't say action. He's like, I was just fucking around. 
Because every every scene of his is awful. That'd be awesome if like there's like a commentary. Because there is, there's a commentary on this. I think some somewhere. It's Cohen just does it's Ben. Ben does a commentary. And he says uh, it would be awesome to hear him go. Uh, yeah, I mean this. We shot all day of this scene. There was a hundred takes. I mean we 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 plucked out the best, the best one. <laughs> I mean it looks like they were. They looks like they had about eight days to shoot this. You know, like there is nothing. Dyna- Although all this, a lot of stuff does seem complicated. Actually, like some of the special. The funny thing is, is the commercials are actually the most polished and well done parts of the film. Right. And the logo for the stuff is adorable. They did a great job with that. It's yeah. got that whole seventies roller skate kind of thing going mm-hmm. on. It's got like a Neapolitan ice cream look. Mm-hmm. Like the, you know the the vanilla ch- chocolate and strawberry, right? Yeah. You zoomed in. But it's but that's what that is. Way right? to give away the recipe, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> But he doesn't. Which is why it's perplexing that the movie came out in '85. It just doesn't look like it may have made in '85. If it was '78, we'd be kind of like, "Hey, applaud! You know, you did a good job." No, no. <laughs> but they they have that, the '30s, maybe. Remember the scene when uh, <laughs> at the beginning when the you know they're trying to run down Moriarty or Moriarty, <laughs> Sherlock's nemesis, uh, in the streets, and they have the. They have that van that has a stuff. It's like a stuff truck, a stuff van, and they just put it like basically. So they went to like some printer and just printed the stuff logo on a sticker and put it on the side of a white van. I was like, that is like just bargain basement filmmaking at the at its best. Um, and then more. Then he then they really did run over Michael Moriarty. <laughs> He, he really did get... He really See, did nowadays, you could shoot... Yeah, hard drive space is cheap. They actually exposed film. <laughs> <laughs> it just doesn't... It's... So... This is a, this is a fairly... I'm for, taking it that nobody really was a huge fan this of this. This is stuff. a fairly forgotten film. I, I appreciate it, though. That It does try to, like, say stuff. Stuff. What do you think, Kurt? Like... No, there's... At, at, its, at its heart, it's, it is trying to be a, a movie about something. Right. It's, uh, you know, a movie about, uh, you know, corporations uh, putting out these dangerous products and uh, harming people. And he's trying to make some kind of a... uh, Yeah, anti-corporate message throughout, yeah. Yeah. But he made the stuff instead. There's, I mean, there's stuff that, that's the thing is like, it's just... What were they fighting against back then too? What was happening in 1985 that was so bad? I mean, Reaganomics, right? Reagan. I mean, there, obviously, uh, the, the, it was all, but it was, it was under the auspice of better, a better world, like the be, say no to drugs, and you had, uh, I mean, that was, I mean, Coca Cola was king. I mean, there was a lot of stuff kind of going on. I, I don't know what they were fucking railing against. He though. said no. He says something about, um, he's a big anti. At least, uh, I read this thing about how he was commenting, commenting on uh, like the way cigarettes are peddled to children and all that stuff. That was part of this. But assassinations are fine, getting, right? Getting kids, getting kids hooked on, uh, you know, drugs and or like on on cigarettes and stuff. I guess I mean that's what I'm saying. Like the like and Kurt's saying that its heart's in the right place. It does it does like satirize. It has those commercials that are ridiculous. It shows yeah. rich people profiting off of misery of others. It it does that. It's just so scattered. Like it's that, just, and it's just, such an antique. Everything about this film yeah, yeah. is just antiquated. It just but. seems like so like put together with like tape and glue and it just it seems like every choice is like cheap uh, but they didn't have I mean, i'm sure they had no money i mean it cost like i think it cost less than two million dollars to do they most of that probably went to michael moriarty because he's so he's so in demand and him and paul Servino ended up working on law and order together they for did, quite a yeah. while which is insane. Such a, 
which is a actually pretty important show if you think about it in the grand scheme. So yeah. Law and Order is an extension <laughs> of, of this stuff. movie. <laughs> it's in that same universe, playing the same characters. Um, I can ask you a question. This is kind of an opinion question. Who is the bigger villain? Uh, a sentient killer yogurt that 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 it perverts your mind and causes you to kill yourself. Or a friend who asks you to watch the stuff. <laughs> to take time out of your schedule to watch the stuff. That's a tough one. It is tough. Um, and there there are songs in this. Like, they wrote songs about the stuff. They wrote commercial jingles. Well, you mentioned, yeah. like, what was the line you remembered from it? It was, uh, it was wasn't, it's like that Cloverfield drink, sort of. Slusho or whatever. Is there a Cloverfield drink? Yeah, remember there was that whole viral marketing thing tied to Cloverfield that was that drink? Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, it was, it was like a, it was a disco. It was like a disco theme. One lick is never enough. <laughs> One lick is never enough. Were people licking? And they had this? that. There was that lady that talked like this. She's like she had this big strangled when she said it. I mean, they they show the commercial, and everybody every time they show like uh, somebody eating the stuff, it's always a model in a fur coat. Yeah. And then the fur and underwear, and fur coat, and they have a yeah bathing suit underneath. Um, Do they even show the stuff in the commercials? They're holding it, yeah. and they, at one point, well, because it's a low calorie dessert. It's like a zero calorie. Right. Um, and at one point, the the woman, the, the Nicole, says to him because she's directing the commercial. She says, Fe-, "She says feed each other the stuff, like feed yeah. it to each other." Because um, she's putting sex in. She's you know you have yeah. to sex cells, right? Yeah. Also, if you're an alien entity that be- makes people want to eat you, that sells as well. <laughs> um, she's got one calabos though. No calories. Uh, and then the taste. Do you think that was setting up a sequel? Do you think he was that confident? The taste. So the taste is the product that comes in. Like we talked about the 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 taste. the rebranding of the stuff. Do you think there was the movie on a script for the the taste? I think that was the original title of this movie. <laughs> so what are what are soulmates of this film? Other than the blob, like you think about like. So I was thinking about society. And uh, that yeah. that kind of like the the because I, I thought yeah. this was more body horror than it actually yeah. is. There's I guess there's some body horror. horror, but I was just trying to think what is some kinship well, this has. Society is similar. They've got the creepy family scenes, you know, like the scene in the kitchen where the the father's like, you know, we don't get tired now that we're all eating properly, right? You know, yeah, yeah. and that's that that was kind of society esque. Yeah, I guess it's a filmmaker thing too, because uh, Stuart Gordon slash Brian Yuzna, I guess it was Yuzna that did society is a more gifted filmmaker than this guy. And uh, Jack Shoulder, who did The Hidden, is a more gifted filmmaker than this guy. And that's part of it, too. I mean, that's the thing that's so charming about the 80s is that you actually let you empower these guys to kind of run, run loose. And shit like this came out of it. Sometimes it was great, sometimes it wasn't, but it was... I don't, you know. No, yeah, there's, there's some element, like another movie, Slither, a little bit where the the alien goes into the mouth. Well, yeah. that's Night of the Creeps, though. Isn't it's it? like Night of the Creeps, but it's like those movies. Which they, James Gunn said he never saw, which is such. Did he really, really say that? He acted like he'd never seen that movie. You're joking. No, I'm serious. Oh, it's. I mean, the creature looks like yeah. a little. Anyway, so. That movie, I bet you, has aged well. I haven't seen it in a long Night time. Night of the Creeps, I was always great. Yeah. yeah. Like, I haven't seen it for a while, but it's. It's fun. It's fun, and it was. It was and scary, yeah. And Tom Atkins. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a. Uh, you know, in the Slither, there's, there's the the people that that have to eat remember they have to keep eating to make themselves big yeah yep. so that kind of reminded me of the stuff a little bit like the i think what's his face uh actor that we like right. a lot greg henry yeah at the end that's his fate he has to well keep. and that's what happens to the, the girl who explodes in the barn yeah the thing 
I guess so. I guess the the the, the positive spin on a movie like this is that it, it it was a stepping stone towards good ideas, and has yeah it, it has it has a, a has place. moments has good ideas. It's just yeah. it's very uh, you know it's just very poorly made. It is awkwardly awkwardly yeah. Made. Um, sorry guys. <laughs> like I'm getting tired just thinking about the movie. Like. <laughs> It's just funny that it's like it's like there's it's so like a PTSD. Th-